Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is August 10th, 2022. 32 days to kick Ooh. off, man. Wow. Right around the corner. But better than yet. Well, I wouldn't say better than that, but we've got a game this Saturday. Preseason game against the Miami Dolphins. Woo! First first game of the year. Who I've heard, too, is the next Pat Mahomes, who we know <laughs> was, was the is next the Michael next Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> so... We're in for a real treat, guys. Well, you know he's going to be the next Pat Mahomes. He's got a little hall out there running yeah. those crazy routes. It's speedy. Hill. Tiny Hill. Hill. God. Here we go. Starting already <laughs> with the names. I want him and Antoine Winfield Jr. to get into a fight at a practice. <laughs> There's always fights, apparently. Okay, we won't get too far into it. Uh, but reportedly we're getting a little chippy at practice so i was just hoping it would be there's always with these joint practices there's always a brawl at a certain point yes uh that brings us to today was the first day of joint practices between the miami dolphins and the tampa bay buccaneers at tampa that's where the first preseason games are going to be and then the next two preseason games are away so this is the only home preseason game so we had joint practices today, and things are getting a little tough down there. It's the heat, I guess. Yesterday, uh, Mike Evans left practice with a hamstring injury. Today, Russell Gage left practice with a hamstring injury. And then, uh, we, we haven't talked about this on the podcast, uh, You know, Ryan Jensen got injured, probably out for the season. He was at practice today but not dressed up. He was out there with a knee brace, just kind of hanging with the fellas. So Robert Hainsey has been filling in as the starting center, and he left today, and everybody was freaking out. You know, he was kind of carted off the field. Everybody was freaking out. Oh, no. You know, what are we going to do? But it just apparently it's just cramp-related because the heat down there is just insane. Brutal. Brutal. I don't know how you people live down there. (laughs) I don't. It is I hot. can't take it. I can't take it. I guess you get used to like sweating. Yes. Right? I guess. It's really the humidity that gets me down there. Yeah. You just, uh, it just drains all your energy. <laughs> you have to drink constantly. Yeah. That's why you got so many party people down there. Like drinkers. <laughs> like I fish. I think that helps with the <laughs> hydration. <laughs> it helps. I'll say, hey, look at my bottle. Do you have a green, green. water bottle? Yes, I do. Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So, yes, Ryan Jensen was hurt. He uh, got a knee injury. It was Logan Hall was pushed into him by uh, 64 Aaron Stinney, causing Jensen to be carted out of the field. We still don't have a, uh, you know, a diagnosis or a, anything from him. And that happened on uh, July 28th. So we don't know how long he's going to be out, if he's going to undergo surgery, whatever. But. You know, with him walking around with a knee brace at practice, that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Because if it were any more serious, I mean, he'd probably be on the 
um, what those little carts that they have where you when you have some kind of foot or knee injury. Right. And, you know, you know he's not going crutches. on to surgery yet. So that's yeah, that's a good sign. Uh, you just got to get him on that TB12. <laughs> hey, as long as it's about eating meat, he'll get on any diet. I know. That's on. the thing with TB12. I don't think you eat a lot of like red meat. <laughs> I think you eat <laughs> yeah. a lot of lean he, meats. He will never get on that. Yeah. I love so, his meats. Well, for an offensive lineman, like, does it make sense? Probably not. They need yeah. to be bulky. Like, you don't want a skinny offensive lineman. Right. It's like when Donovan Smith went on that vegan diet. I think for like two or three weeks. Did, did it last that long? <laughs> no. I mean, he, he still, he still might be on it for all we know, but he, he sure did stop talking about it real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's it's a it's a shame with Jensen because, you know, I mean, we love him here at Buccaneers Reserve. He's probably my favorite offensive lineman. He's just, you know, he's a tone setter, plays through the whistle, gets up in people's faces. You know, he's always looking for work. You know, he, he will – blindside you he will knock you down he will pancake you he will sit on you we've got clips of him actually sitting down on top of guys uh you know and just the fact that he got gerald mccoy who is the biggest teddy bear on the planet to get a personal <laughs> penalty what did he, he smacked ryan jensen didn't he didn't he hit him in the head or something i think so that's how frustrated people get with ryan jensen so you know, it, it, he's going to be missed. And we've got a new right guard and we got a new left guard. We don't know exactly who's going to be at left guard yet. Uh, I don't think we're actually sure who's going to be at right guard yet. Now, the Bucks' first depth chart did come out yesterday. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. But those two positions aren't set from what I understand. Really? Shaq Mason is not like a shoe-in for a right guard? You would think. But anything could happen, you know. Uh, right now, Aaron Stinney is starting at left guard, according to the depth chart that was released, and Shaq Mason is at right guard. But, you know, you got Luke Godkey and Nick Leverett, you mm-hmm. know, behind those guys who are um, chomping at the bit. Mm-hmm. You know, Luke Godkey, you know, he's a beast. We drafted him this year, right? Yes, and okay. you know he's a he's kind of a uh, Ryan Jensen style offensive lineman, a real tough guy that doesn't take any crap. So we'll see, we'll see. And you know, in, in my opinion, Stinney earned it with last yeah. season. Yes, I mean he's definitely got the edge and the advantage. Yes, and uh, Shaq Mason's got the edge at right guard. Mm-hmm. Having worked with Tom Brady before, and you been know, a starter in the a league. veteran, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's funny on the depth chart at Buccaneers.com that they released. They still have Ryan Jensen as a starting center. Yeah, there. I feel like, and that's the thing with them not disclosing his injury too, mm-hmm. is that they're not going to do anything until they absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. I think this is the period where you know. Any kind of disclosure like that is not required. Mm-hmm. So I feel like teams really play it close to the vest. Yes. And, you know, there was a, the issue with his swelling when it first happened. And that's why it took a number of days for them to even come out with anything. Mm-hmm. It's because the swelling was too big for them to you know do a proper scan Ooh. and stuff. 
But, you know, it appears from what I'm seeing that it's not as bad as everybody thought it was going to be. What if it's just like a knee sprain? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be mad. I know. I think Jensen would be because he threw such a fit on the oh. field and had to get carted off. Like, yeah, out there screaming. Kind of a blow to your, your, your ego. Uh, yeah. But, that, you know, that was a, a typical thing that you have when you have a rookie defensive lineman up against Aaron. Uh, you know, Aaron Stinney was playing left guard. And, you know, the rookie was trying a little bit too hard. They during always practice, do always in do. Camp. Yeah, well, you know they, they got, got something a, to prove. Right, exactly. And Stinney, you know, doesn't, you know, he's not coordinated with everybody yet. With you know Donovan out there and Ryan Jensen in center, and it, you know, it was just a slip up, you know, between two basically inexperienced guys. It was nobody's fault, right? But that's what you get when you know, and that that's gonna that's really gonna. Our offensive line has really gone through a change. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole center Huge of our offensive change. line, yeah, it's going to be totally different. So, I think Todd Bowles had said they kind of need to pick who's going to be the starter so they can really start yeah. getting a lot of reps and build that chemistry with the guys around them. Yeah, Donovan Smith said that he wished they would go ahead and say who's going to be the starting left guard oh. so he can mm-hmm. start coordinating with them. So... We'll see. It's it's going to be interesting because, you know, everybody knows that the way you get to Tom Brady is pressure right up the middle. You know, and if we, it's it's going to be tough if, if I don't care who starts, we could, we could bring in a veteran, you know, 20 year veteran to put him at center. And it's still going to be a rough transition. Uh, remember, when Tom Brady first came, him and Ryan Jensen had a hard time. Coordinate. I think uh, Jensen had six bad snaps in the first few games. Mm. You know, they had fumbled issues and all that good stuff. And it, it doesn't matter who you have there. It takes a long time for those guys to get comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. So, and developing offensive linemen takes a while. Oh, yeah. So we've had Hainsey. Yeah. Was this his third year, mm-hmm. I think? And we've been developing him that whole time. But, you know, there's nothing like having starting snaps. Yes. Yeah, it's the hardest position to do out there as far as teamwork is concerned. Mm-hmm. Those guys really have to work together a lot. And, uh, it you know, it's going to be tough having three new guys right in the dead middle of our mm. offensive line, which everybody knows is that's how you get to Brady. If you're going to if you're going to fluster Brady at all, it's got to be quick pressure up the middle. So we'll see. I, I think I, I honestly think. And we've talked about this that you know we're gonna we're gonna do a slight bit more running, you know, just to protect Brady a little bit, get the offensive line because offensive lines prefer running, run blocking because mm-hmm. they get to attack, and you know give those guys a little bit more confidence, a little bit of working together, and it's not as disastrous. So, you know, if you if you screw up run blocking, it's nowhere near as bad as if you screw up pass blocking. So you know, give them well, some I confidence. Was- I was going to say that. Are they going to compensate for that weakness up the middle by focusing more on the run game? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Just for the first few strategy. weeks. Yeah. Well, we had talked about them kind of shifting that way anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, with the PA, running was always an afterthought. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was up to him, he'd probably never run the ball. Which is so weird. He was a running quarterback. Yeah. He set the record at Tech. <laughs> right. Michael Vick didn't even break it. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, Todd Bowles, he's a defensive coordinator, got that mindset. Defensive coordinators always, always 
want to run the ball more on offense because it gives their defense time to rest. Mm. You know, they're always thinking defense. You know, how can I help my defense? Well, you run the ball more. And he's come out and said he wants the offense to be more run-focused. I think the whole fan base is with him, too. Yeah. Yes. I mean, <laughs> come on now. I mean, we know we all know that the game has shifted. It's a pass-oriented, pass-dominant game. And we have the wide receivers, and we have the quarterback to do it, and the tight ends. But you got to run the ball. And, you know, so many times in the past few years, you know, we'd have a great run game going and then we'd just quit. You know, we just start just passing it, passing it, passing it. And I think we set the record for fewest runs. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, we have like six. Five. Yeah. yeah. Five or six. <laughs> in a game against New Orleans, wasn't it? We were just Probably. like, we just abandoned it. Yeah. And, and during the uh, Rams playoff game, you know, we come out, I think we had four or five runs by. Fournette to start the game off, and he was just beating them up, and then we just drifted away from it. So I I definitely like to see you know more you know mix it up a little bit more and have more running, and I think we're going to get that this year. A good run too. Just remember when we had Legarrette Blunt, yeah, and those runs. Uh, I mean, it was it gave the offense so much life. That was was so fun to watch. That was the hardest player. That I've ever, when we got rid of him, man, she, I don't man, ugh, I hated that. I just, uh, you know, and, and this is, you know, I saw John Lynch leave. I saw Warren Sapp leave. I saw, you know, so many, I've seen so many players leave the Buccaneers. And LeGarrette Bunt leaving was the hardest one for me to swallow. I was just like, what are we doing? Because, mm-hmm. man, he would just get the team fired up with those runs. And, you know, Fournette has some good runs. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, when he pops off some good runs, he pops off some good runs. Yeah, he's had some where it's been three, four guys trying to tackle him, and he just slips right through. Mm-hmm. And the one against, I want to say it was the Panthers. No, that was, uh, uh, I can't remember. He had a great run where Donovan Smith lead blocked and just was that plowed that guy. the Packers? Remember that last drive with the Packers? Last year, I can't remember. Yeah, it was like a forty-five yard run. It was just beautiful, yeah. and you know when you do that, it just gets the whole team amped up. Mm-hmm. And normally, when you have a run like you know a, some good running, it's hard. It's hard to lose. So, hopefully, we'll see some mm-hmm. more of that this year. It's easier to control the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you control the clock. You can run the score. You know, and we can score at will with our receivers. That. You know, we got that covered. Mm-hmm. And so when you get a strong running game, it's much easier to kind of control the game. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love to see Mike Evans and Chris Godwin out there, which, you know, Chris Godwin's back on the field. He hasn't done any team drills yet. He's doing one one. But <laughs> I Every time I see that hit, I'm like, I don't know how that guy is back out on the field already. And they were saying, oh, he's not going to be back till November. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that TV 12, guys? It's the miracle. Voodoo. I don't really care what it is, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Keep <right>. doing it. <laughs> Whoever they're sacrificing babies. Uh, I know. So, yeah, Mike Evans, he, you know, he left yesterday with a hamstring. Uh, Russell Gage left today with a hamstring. Hainsey left today with cramps. 
Those are all heat related. Mm-hmm. You know, and Mike Evans does that quite a bit. Uh, we we had the remember we had the problem the first year with Bruce Arians. You know, he just ran his receivers too hard. And he said the second year, he's like, I realized that I was, you know, with this heat, you can't mm-hmm. run the receivers like I want to. So Well, they are the our receivers apparently are running all over the Dolphins DBs, so Really? Yeah. In practice. So We'll see you on, when's the game, Saturday? Saturday. Okay. Yay. 8 p.m., I believe. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to stay up late. Let me see. Um, no, 7.30 p.m. Oh, okay. WFLA-TV. <laughs> yes. And then after that, we put next Saturday. The Saturday after that, we go to Tennessee, play the Titans mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. And then the next week on Saturday, we go to the Colts. Oh, okay. And play oh, them. We'll get Col- to see Matt Ryan. Yes. But well, I, he ain't gonna play. I know. Well, I was just gonna say that with the three games yeah. rather than four games, which it looks like that's how they're gonna do it going forward. I would suspect. Uh, they haven't quite. You know, there were kind of rules and norms. Oh, norms, not rules. That the teams will go about. You know, you'd mm-hmm. see your starters the third week, and then, you know, the starters are not playing the fourth week. So now that there's only three games, it's like, okay, when are we going to see the starters? That's what yeah. everyone wants to know. That's what everyone cares about. Yeah, I think last year the starters did a quarter in week mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. But this, this year, the starters aren't going to start week one. You know, not the big guys anyhow. We're not gonna, probably not going to see t- Mike Evans out there. We're definitely not going to see Tom Brady. Uh, offensive line will probably... Yeah, have our starters out there so they can get some reps in together. Yeah. Uh, defensive line, don't know what we're going to see there. You know? I would say probably like Logan Hall, we'll see him. Akeem For Hicks. Maybe a series. Yeah, I just think to get them up to game speed together. Yeah. Like again, with that cohesion with the offensive line, you need that with the defensive line too. So. Yeah, we talked about this last year with the three-game preseason. That really hurts guys trying to make teams mm-hmm. you know they they just do not get the the time out there you know to, to get some tape on the on the field like they would have with four games uh, but what you know i'm interested to see our guys i love our second stringers and our third stringers our, our whole team is awesome so i get excited watching those guys get to go out there you know get to see grant stewart cam mm-hmm. gill you know i know well we saw nelson uh in some of the clips from the Bucks media, or not Bucks media, the Bucks social media, the official team social media, and Nelson had I think had tipped a ball right, and that's um, Logan Ryan picked it off. That was the highlight. He's so big, uh, Anthony no, Nelson. Yeah, he's huge. He's huge. Yeah, he's when he was walking back arms. to the huddle, I was like, "Who is that dude? Is a giant? He's tall. He's like a Frankenstein." Yeah, that's what he reminds you. Yes. Yeah, so now, see, he's he's the kind of guy that can go back into coverage, mm-hmm. defensive lineman, mm-hmm. outside linebacker, whatever you call him. Uh, so yeah, the depth chart came out yesterday, and it was pretty much typical what you expected. But there was a few interesting things. Uh, one, like I said, Ryan Jensen is still listed as a starting center, which you know, I mean, they might have, you know, information that he could make it back, which would be crazy. 
I think they're just going to wait until the last possible minute to put yeah. him on IR. Yeah. Well, I agree. Yeah. But there, there, there's no way he's not going to miss some time, I don't think. Yeah. But I don't think it, it, it might not be the whole season like we all were feared. I agree. Yeah. I, I'm thinking I'd be happy if he's back week eight, like midway through. But, you know, he hasn't missed a snap since 2017, back when he was with the Ravens. He hasn't missed a single snap or a, a start with us since he's been here, 2019. So, he, you know, he's going to do everything he can to get on that field. He can do it. Yeah. Uh, some of the interesting things about the depth chart, uh, Mike Edwards is a starting safety. Now, you know, we got Logan Ryan and Keanu Neal of two veterans who brought them in in free agency, but uh, Mike Edwards has beat them out. I love that. And we talked mm-hmm. about that when we lost Jordan Whitehead. Mm-hmm. And I think we said, I'm just going to put this out there, that we could see Mike Edwards starting. I mean, he's a Todd Bowles guy. Todd Bowles drafted him, right? He's a BA guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, and every he is a playmaker. Yes. I mean, he's spectacular. How many interceptions did he have? Mm-hmm. And that's really what they're focusing on this season. Todd Bowles has said they're putting an emphasis on takeaways. And they need to put an emphasis on tackling. <laughs> which, which he said that too, that their tackling has not been up to par. So, And, you know, their tackling is not horrible, but yeah. for this – this type of elite team, you know, they need to get better at their tackling. Uh, Sean Murphy bunting beat out Jamal Dean for the corner spot, cornerback spot. I'm not surprised. Me neither. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I feel like last season, Dean was not. No. Didn't I, have I'm a great season. Disappointed in him. You know, I had high hopes for him. And I, mm-hmm. uh, don't get me wrong, I don't think Dean's bad. I did not like his performance in that Rams game. And a lot of people say, uh, you know, SMB got beat in the Rams game. I think he gave up 166 yards or some crap like that. But you know, he didn't. He didn't screw up like Dean did, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You know, just the effort wise. Yeah, I would say Dean has had a sophomore slump, and yeah, I don't know. He can rebound this year. Well, I hope he does, man, because he's got the skills. Mm-hmm. He just needs the attitude. You see, too. Laid back. Was Dean the starter last year over? Well, we had – the secondary was just hurt all over the place. And remember well, I him. remember that. And SMB got hurt early on. But mm-hmm. before he got hurt, wasn't he the starter? I think over so. Over Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I to me, it wasn't surprising. I think a lot of – I don't know. I saw a lot of people on Twitter were surprised about it. But it made sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good decision, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, Dean will have a little bit more fire under him this year. Uh, do you remember that we, we, against the, the Eagles in the playoffs? I think it was in the playoffs. Let me see. Anyhow, uh, Dean fell down in coverage, and the receiver was wide open in the end zone, and they threw it. The ball was going towards the receiver, and he's just standing there. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Mike Edwards comes 
I'm pretty sure it was Mike Edwards, just comes flying over and intercepts <laughs> the ball. That was one of the most beautiful plays of the season. Yeah. Just out of nowhere, you were thinking, oh, my gosh, here it is. They're going to get a touchdown. And he, mm-hmm. he just comes over. He, he had so much momentum that he had to toe tap, you know, when he caught mm-hmm. the ball. And he did it. So yeah, it flew right out of the out of bounds. That is Mike Evans' for, uh, Edwards' forte, I think. Mm-hmm. What makes him special are those Yeah, he just has He's this, really good at it. Yeah, it's a ball hawk. Yeah. He's there for fumbles and strips and punching the ball out and the interceptions and tips. A lot of these young guys, to their credit, like um, Devin White, are good, have really good ball awareness when it pops out. You know, someone's mm-hmm. always on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shaq Barrett's pretty good at that, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> He's always have always had to get around Sue and Vita <laughs> scrambling to find the ball after he'd <laughs> knock it out or whatever. I'm so sad about Sue. Yeah. Still. But uh, Vita Vea did a mic'd up, which was pretty funny. Go go check that out, guys. He's, 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 just, a, he's just a character. Uh, but it seems like him and Akeem Hicks have a real good bond going on, you know, which that was a big thing between Vita and Sue. They had a pretty good bond, I thought. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, too. And he's real, like... He's a huge trash talker. Mm-hmm. We're like, kind of subtle. And he does it to everybody. He was doing it to the water boy. Yeah. Like, he was messing with one and of the them. coaches, water boy. <laughs> he was cracking up. He's walking around telling everybody, he says, yeah, I'm the snitch today. I got my, <laughs> my FBI m- m- wired mic on. I bet they do that. Just warn at each other. Oh, yeah. You got to. Yeah. Be careful what you say, man. Yeah. So... Back to the death chart. Uh, Julio Jones, surprisingly, a second stringer. Okay. Yeah, Love he's it. behind Mike Evans. Uh, Russell Gage has got the number three wide receiver spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, everybody's saying Julio's out there just tearing it up. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to – I don't feel like the depth chart with the receivers is going to be very useful because um, I think they are going to – we have so many guys. It's mm-hmm. just so yeah. easy to rotate them. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of times, you know, we put four or five wide receivers on the field. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot. So, uh, you know, the top three, the top two are set. We know that. Evans and Godwin, and pretty much everybody else behind them are going to be in rotation quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tight ends, it looks like we've got uh, – that's pretty much set. It's about what you expect. you got Cameron Brait. In Number first one? place, yep. Okay. Kyle Rudolph is behind him. And then Cade Oden is the third. I've heard good things about him. Yeah, me too. Uh, then Keeft and Jay Howland, Ben Bisi, and Bug Howard. Bug. They're all others. They're listed in the other spot. <laughs> so the bottom three are going to be out. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens with them. Here we go with the... Zoom. That's just rude. Zoom puts up a big message saying you've got... Ten minutes left. That's their new thing, trying to get everybody to buy their product. Yeah. We'll never buy it. Never do it, man. (laughs) Aren't they a Chinese company? Yeah. So, that's our depth chart. 
Everything looks about what you expect. Saints put out their depth chart. Oh. Michael Thomas looks like he's going to be starting. And we'll see him in week two if he doesn't we'll re-injure us. So. with the team. Yeah. Right. Haven't, haven't heard any bad stuff coming from yeah, him. Yeah, me neither. But there, oh man, this division is just just total crap. Mess. Yeah, it is. But, you know, the Saints, until we beat them, you know, you got to say there's something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do have Jameis Winston starting and Andy Dalton as a backup. Um Taysom Hill. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know what's going on with that. What? You know, Taysom Hill. under contract. They paid him a lot of money. Right, but that was Sean Payton's dude. Hmm. You know? Uh, he's not even listed in the quarterback roster. What's he listed as? I do not know. At all? <laughs> they didn't cut him, did they? No, no, he's still. Okay, probably a tight end or receiver or something. I do not see him on the depth chart at all. That's weird. Oh no, you're right. He is. <laughs> he's a tight end. Oh wow. He, him, and Adam Trotman are okay. fighting for the first tight end spot. They're both listed as number one tight end right now. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's tough. That's a, probably one of the most expensive tight ends in the yeah. league, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the Panthers put their tar- their depth chart out. Here's a mess. You want to see a mess? <laughs> Go look at the Panthers' depth chart. They still have not made a decision on their starting quarterback, so they've got Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield as the starting quarterback. Maybe they'll rotate them in and out. Mm-hmm. Who was it that did that one year? Oh, my gosh. Well, they did it with Cam Newton last year. They would, like, put him in. Yeah. Yeah, there was somebody that had two. Oh, so the Giants did that? Or they, like all season long, they had the starting quarterback. That was many years ago, just rotating in and out. That's a surefire way to not have a cohesive team. (laughs) Uh, The Falcons depth chart. Man. Oof. Just, you know, you look at these teams in our division and you go, how, what are they doing? Like the Panthers, I have no idea what they're doing. I don't either. You know, they were absolutely trash last year. I mean, they started off with a bang, relatively, and then just did nothing. And, you know, by the time we faced them, that team had quit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were done. Yeah, they didn't even try. We just ran over top of them. And, you know, they didn't do anything in the draft, hardly. I think they had four players they drafted. Uh, didn't do crap in free season or free season, free agency. <laughs> you know what? What are they doing? I mean, do they really think that they have a team over there? I just don't get it. I don't know. And it's like, you know, you got these coaches that came from college. They kind of mm-hmm. know they're in over their heads. That's how I feel. I feel like they're way in over their heads. And the owner, too. I feel like the owner right. came in yeah, trying right, to make right. these drastic bold moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, which it's an the team is an investment to him, and I yes. can see. Yeah, me and Molly were talking about that last night. You know, the Detroit Lions they got the HBO uh, came out last night with the Hard Knocks, which I need. I want to watch it this year. We haven't watched Hard Knocks in forever, but that's usually the start of the season. 
is when Hard Knocks comes out. And I like the Lions, and I like their new head coach and stuff. So might end up checking that out. But we, we got to talking about how, you know, Detroit's ownership is just crap. It's like the Browns. You know, these – and ownership means a lot. Mm-hmm. But what we're seeing in the NFL right now is – a shift from ownership that are football people to ownership that are investment people. Uh, you know, Jake uh, Tapper is not Tapper. Tepper. Tepper is a perfect example. And now we've got the the sale to Denver Broncos to the Walton girl. No, I think it's the guy. Okay, one of the Walton. Yeah, Harris. one of the Walton. It's not a football football dude. Yeah. You know, and we're seeing that all over the league where. Mm-hmm. You know, teams are being bought by not football people. And that's going to hurt the product, man. You know, it, yeah, that's what that's what you're seeing in Carolina. You know, tap taper, tapper, whatever his name is. You know, he comes in. He's a he's an investment banker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. It's not a football dude. Mm-hmm. You know, you get guys like Jerry Jones, you know, whether you like him or hate him. You know, the guy is a football dude. You know, he's yeah. there in the meetings. He's. You know, he's involved in the draft, and you might think mm-hmm. that that's not good for an owner, but you know, damn, this guy will spend you know his life and his money trying to build a better team. And that's the thing about him is every move he makes, love him or hate him, it is to make his football team better. Right. It's right. what he thinks is going to make his football team better. Right, he wants to win, you know, mm-hmm. and not so that he can make money. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he wants to have a winning football team. He's got the most valuable franchise yeah you know so he doesn't doesn't need to increase its value right so you know we're, we're seeing a drift away from that and i think a lot of it is has to do with goodell you know he's not a football dude you know he's a a money guy and he's done a great job with bringing money into the league but i don't think he's done a great job with the game of football itself I don't think he cares about the game of football. No, no. Yeah, he's worried about the the lawsuits and the the appearance and the politics and the the marketing. The, the marketing, yeah, right, right. And you know, it's just how life is. Things change and evolve. But you know, I I just I'm just like, oh man, I hate, I just hate to see this. You know, so here it is, the Carolina Panthers. I don't hate to see it with the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, it's like they feel like we're good. You know, they got the crappiest team in the division. And it's like not even close. Like, I don't think they can even be competitive at this point. Well, I don't know, man. You know, I, I thought that uh, the Falcons were not that bad. But then when I looked at their depth chart, oof, yeesh, it's horrible. Uh, yeah, the Falcons, I, I don't know any of their wide receivers. Don't know a single one of them. They have one guy named Geronimo Hill, I think. I, you know, and I'm like, hey, I kind of remember that name, but I, I'm like, it might be because I grew up, <laughs> you know, Geronimo was a big thing. Yeah, it's like a unique name. Yeah. Uh, but their their number one wide receiver is Olamide Zacharias. Zacchaeus? You ever heard of him? Mm-mm. Me neither. They're number How two. How many of them are rookies? No, they're not, they're not rookies. These guys are like veterans. This guy's a four-year veteran. And then the other guy, Kaderil Hodge, their number two wide receiver. Yeah, he's a, he's like a five-year veteran. He's been on like six different teams, the Rams and 
Detroit and all this. Never heard of him. That's their number one, number two wide receiver. <laughs> and then Atlanta. they got Marcus Mariota. Right. Starting. Starting. Marcus <laughs> Mariota. And behind him was Desmond Ritter. And then behind him was Felipe Franks. Would you remember him from last year? No. I was kind of impressed with him. He came in uh, for half a game or something. I was like, oh, I kind of like that guy. But he's their third stringer. I mean, who are these guys? Desmond Ritter? And Marcus Mariota, we know what we're getting with him. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not getting a uh, a pocket passing quarterback. Let's Mm-mm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. And their wide receivers. You know, I, I mean, are they going to just de- depend totally on their run game? Cordell Patterson? Peterson? I think so. I mean, he is that type of back. I can totally see him being that type of back where he carries an offense. Yeah. Yeah, they, they said they're going to get away from using him as a wide receiver as much as they did. How are they going to do that when they've got the crop that they have in the wide receiver <laughs> court? <laughs> they might go for it just, you know, real heavy, run heavy. Yeah. The offense. I don't know, man. I, don't I know. know. Do you want Marcus Mariota passing it? Not really. <laughs> No, it's going to be all RPOs and options and stuff. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, so, you know, the Panthers, you've got, I mean, there's really nothing there. I mean, their wide receiver core is DJ Moore, Rashad Higgins, Robbie Anderson, Terrence Marshall, Terrence Marshall. And, uh, you know, they got they still got Christian McCaffrey, but who knows how healthy he's going to be. I mean, God, for the past few years, he's been out with injuries. And Chubba Hubbard. I mean, just – there's just nothing there. You know, they got they got Brian Burns on defense. He's good. Mm-hmm. I've liked him. Although, Donovan Smith always just dominates him. That's why we like him so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they got Shaq Thompson – but, I mean, good Lord, that's it. Well, and remember their whole defensive front they had drafted two years ago. Remember they spent all seven draft picks on mm. defensive players? That's right, yeah. And um, so those are all relatively fresh guys. Yeah, you know, it looks like with the Falcons, they're just going to rely heavily on Kyle Pitts. They're tight mm-hmm. end. I guess I, I don't know. I don't know these wide receivers: Geronimo Allison, Damier Bird, Auden Tate, Kaderil Hoge. <laughs> I don't know, man. They, you know, they might come out of nowhere and surprise us. But I, I think that the Falcons are in a rebuild mode, mm-hmm. and the Panthers are in a rebuild mode. They just don't know it. I I don't see how Matt Rule is going to survive. No. Uh, he can't. I, my prediction is he's out midway through the year. Really? This year? Yeah. yeah. Hmm, Didn't we talk about this already? Yeah, I, I said I they'd like, give I him one this, more year. Okay, I thought this was his third year, but it's his second, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, he could. If they just come know. out and start laying eggs all over the place. We'll get to see how that new owner handles embarrassment. Not well. They usually don't, do they? No. 
Uh, Atlanta, I, I just I don't even know what to say about all that. Uh, Saints, again, you know, until we beat them, we got to see them as a threat. Mm-hmm. They're definitely not a threat to take the division. Uh, I don't think they're a threat to make it to the playoffs. They're just a threat. They just got our number somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Mainly because of the refs. Don't know what's going on with that, but the refs allow them to do a bunch of nasty stuff. Uh, but the Colts, you know, Matt Ryan went to the Colts. And Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. I don't care. He's a good quarterback, and he's a, he's a, he's great in the pocket. And last year, you know, he was doing all that scrambling stuff. It was just atrocious. He's just not built for it. Uh, so he's not going to have to do that because the, the Colts have a monstrous offensive line. They've got a great run game. You know, their defense is pretty good. You know, the Colts are going to be a force this year. You know, we might see Matt Ryan make it back to the playoffs. And I w- it wouldn't surprise me to see him in the championship or even make it to the Super Bowl. I agree. And last year, you know, they were kind of a powerhouse. They put mm-hmm. up a fight against us. Uh, I mean, they were right yeah. there. And yeah. it was like, it was kind of Carson Wentz who held them back. Yes, that game I mean, against <laughs> Jacksonville where they just... Ugh. I mean, between his performance on the field and getting hurt and having them stuck with a backup, I mean, you can't. In in both respects, it's like there was no way he was going to put them in a position to win. Mm-hmm. So you know they have all the pieces in place in Indianapolis to make a run at it. I think. Yes, and you know, I, I've always talked about Matt Ryan how he's great technically. But he just doesn't have that leadership uh, oomph that you need. Mm-hmm. And there's reports coming out of the Colts that he's kind of an asshole. You know, some of the players have said that. And Matt Ryan was questioned about it. And he was like, yeah, I kind of am. He says, I'm not here to make friends. You oh, know? God. So, yeah. So that attitude. Right. Does but that he's like, get you far as a quarterback. Yeah. he's But he's going to a team that's already established. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they need his leadership there. You know, you always want your quarterback to be the leader of the team, but you know, they've got some pretty good veterans there that'll you know, can can direct the ship, I guess. But I think you also don't want somebody who's going to piss off everybody else in the locker room because then they revolt against you. Mhm. Right. Which how much of that happened in Atlanta? We don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 283 anybody? <laughs> <laughs> That was a meltdown. Well, I mean, he did get to a point in the last few years when his offensive line was just letting him get beat up Mm -hmm. and he really didn't have any help anywhere else. How well does someone with that kind of temperament and who's been in the league long enough to know that that's not the standard that's going to get you anywhere? Mm -hmm. um, You know, how, how does that play? The combination of all those factors play out and contribute to that. Yes. Yeah, I kind of wish we played them this year, but I'm going to keep an eye on them. Them and the Jets. You know, the Jets, I I think they, last year, at the end of the year, they really gelled, uh, playing some good football. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't think they're going to win the division, probably won't even make the playoffs. I don't – I mean, it's possible. But, you know, I think they'll have a good, solid winning record this year. I, I think they're an up-and-coming team. But those those two teams in the AFC, I'm real eager to watch. And the Ravens, 
I always enjoy watching the Ravens. You know, they're they're old school football, and I just like that. If Lamar Jackson Jackson can stay on the field, it's been weird the past two years. Like he's had issues, and it's not even injury; it's like illness. He's been out for extended periods with illness. Yeah, and um. You know, I mean, they've always had, it's like with Flacco, like they didn't need their quarterback to be like a superstar. Um, They just needed him to, you know, be slightly above average. And so Lamar, I think they've kind of built up into the superstar status because he is a kind of flashy, like Pat Mahomes, most running quarterbacks are like that. Um, But it is just odd that he hasn't been able to stay on the field the past two years. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, you know, they, they're just so much fun to watch what they're blocking and tackling because mm-hmm. they're, they're just masters at it. And just consistent for years. Ever, I mean, ever since Harbaugh's been, been there. Yeah. And that division, you know, Big Ben's out in um, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's going to happen so, with them? <laughs> what's going to happen there? And then you've got the Bengals who just lost the Super Bowl. So what's going to happen there? You got the Browns who just brought in the highest paid quarterback ever. What's going to happen there? Which they're kind of <laughs> hanging their hat on him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So speaking of him, they they said a six six game suspension is what was recommended, and then the NFLPA before that came out said that they were not going to appeal, and they asked the NFL not to appeal. Well, the the, the arbitrator recommended six-game suspension, and then the NFL appealed it. So I guess they want a full season suspension? I don't get it, man. I think it's optics. Well, I think the Again, one— Again, that goes back to Goodell. Mm-hmm. It's Yes, absolutely. 100%. Did you break your chair? Yeah, I broke my toy blender, toy Barbie blender. <laughs> no. That'll happen. That's how Ralph keeps busy during the day. Um, You know, it's like after the Washington Commanders fiasco with all their sexual assault allegations, I think he wants to put the perception forward that the league is tough on these types of Mm -hmm. allegations. Um, It is funny that the NFLPA came out and tried to get the NFL to agree not to appeal it's like they already knew that the suspension was going to be low, mm-hmm. the recommendation. Right. Which six games, I think, is as good as you could have expected. I mean, to me, four games, that's what they give for PEDs. That's kind of the standard to me, like four. Mm-hmm. So six, that's not too bad. Well, the, well, here's my thing about it is, one, two grand juries – Refused to indict him. That is, to me, a huge statement that there's nothing there. You know, uh, you know, you get these lawyers who do these class action suits. This happens all the time in every industry. You know, these lawyers, you know, they're ambulance chasers, basically. That's uh, kind of the whole where we got the whole CTE thing, you know, because these, these lawyers filed a class action lawsuit, you know, got a whole bunch of players to come together and say, oh, you know. The NFL needs to deal with our our post career health care, you know, and so the, the CTE became a thing, uh, and that's what's happening here. You know, this this lawyer is just getting as many women as he can to say all this stuff, and the grand jury and twice refused to indict, 
that, that to me screams that this isn't what everybody thinks it is, you know. Uh, so I don't I, I don't know, man. I think with a civil lawsuit, like you get to put anything in there and they put I mean, they do have to prove those allegations eventually. But I think the initial complaint, you put so much salacious, outrageous mm-hmm. stuff in there. And that's what gets released to the public. So mm-hmm. that's how the actions got initiated against him. And then the uh, attorneys, the plaintiff's attorneys, will go ahead and send that to the whole media. And the media picks out the most ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, absurd parts of it. And, you know, all those get litigated in court if it ever goes to court. But if it never does, that's what's out there in the court of public opinion. Right. And so I think the NFL is kind of weighing that. Like, what's the public think? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, What's the public perception? This isn't a matter of justice. This is a matter of perception. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, the guy's not being charged criminally. Right. You know, this is a civil suit, you know, which has low, low standards of evidence and all that good stuff. And, you know, he settled with a lot of them just to try and get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what the guy did. I don't I don't. I, don't I mean, they're all like a lot of the allegations are pretty consistent, but, um, but that could be coached. weird. And they're look as a woman like you encounter some weird stuff sometimes like it just whatever. Mm hmm. You know, it's <laughs> not like it doesn't just because something I don't know. I don't really want to get into it that much, but it's just like we're just every, everything that makes you uncomfortable or weird is sexual assault now. Right, and you're just right. like, can we please stop watering the def- definition of that down? Like it's very serious. Right. You know, and now we've just everything that you don't like is sexual assault. Yes. And, you know, there's the whole, you know, women are equal to men. They can go to war and fight. And you see in the, you know, the media, they portray women as, you know, these strong, sword-swinging, gun-toting, beating-up guys. But then they're so fragile that they can't see a man's penis under a towel type thing. You know, it's just like, oh, can we get some standards as to what? Consistency. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And I, it's just, it's so easy to accuse people of stuff in this day and age and you know, I, I don't, I don't think that the NFL has enough there to suspend him for a whole season, mm-hmm. and for them to be as dogmatic about it as they are, it's all politics. It's all optics. You know, they're saying, "Look, we want to do, we want, we want to show that no matter what, we will come down on hard on this type of stuff." And then you've got, you've got. Uh, uh, Camara, who assaulted a dude, busted yeah, him all gosh. up and everything, and they're not even talking about that. Mm-mm. You know, he's getting to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, mean that's a criminal charge. Time. Yeah. 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 Nobody cares about that. You know, it's just like, ooh, you know, can't, can't be showing people your wee wee. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you guys. Right. <laughs> Could beat somebody senseless and yeah. crush their skull in. But, Put them in the hospital. Yeah. That's Fine. Don't show your wee wee <laughs> or whatever. I mean, this is all weird. This is all weird. I don't care. But you pointed out, and this is so funny. You know, he's being his whole thing was that he had these masseuses that he would go to, and 
you know. And then surprise. Yeah, surprise. Oops. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so that's the big thing. You know, it says all these, it's all these masseuses. He apparently likes to do weird things with masseuses. Well, the, what is it? National Masseuse Union or organization convention convention is, is in Cleveland this year. (laughs) It's like going to be held. Is like he's just going to be like this the whole no, week. No. I mean, are they going to have to really tie him down? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go wearing a Deshaun Watson jersey. <laughs> I think they should strap a GoPro on him, oh let gosh. him go, and, and live stream it. He uh, would definitely get suspended for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, when are they having that convention? Is it during the season? Why are you trying to go, Ralph? No, I... Uh, Maybe it's during his suspension and he'll have some free time. (laughs) (laughs) Are they going to bar him from it? Could you imagine if he walked in? I know. Like, can you? Oh, hell. They'd all line up. You know, (laughs) let me get part of that class action lawsuit. (laughs) Let's go in the back room. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, the Saints and the Falcons and the Carolina. Carolina and the Falcons look really, really bad, so. We're just going to curb stomp them. And hopefully we're going to do that to the Saints this year, too, because I'm sick of them beating us. I know. I really I'm optimistic. We'll see. Speaking of the Saints, uh, you know, Quan Alexander played with them. They they released him this year. He only had a one-year contract, and they let him go. He went to the Jets. And apparently— was he already there? No, he mm-hmm. was with San Francisco. That's very well. No, they signed him yet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they signed him last week. So, you know, the guy, he can't get a foothold anywhere, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And, of course— you know, they're talking him up. He's doing it. He's having a great preseason. He always does. I mean, yeah, a spectacular player, but he just can't stay healthy. You know? Yeah. And uh, he's got a little bit of too much oomph. Yeah. They, I, I don't know. Is it a technique issue? He just always ends up hurting himself. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, he flies in too hard and stuff. Uh, kind of like Whitehead was, was doing, you know, and then he got, got hit in the head that time and he kind of stopped doing that. Yeah. Well, and he had shoulder problems, too. Yeah, well, that's what they fly mm-hmm. in with their shoulders, hit mm-hmm. with their shoulders and stuff. Uh, the Washington Commanders, Rivera. The commies. The commies. Uh, they fired their, what was he, defensive coordinator, Mills? Yeah. Was he a defensive coordinator? Yeah, mm-hmm. released him yesterday. I feel I thought it was defensive line coach. Might have been defensive line coach. Yeah, but he's been with Rivera for a long time. He was with him at the Panthers. Apparently, Mills and the players didn't get along so Ooh, that's rough yeah so rivera's taking the side of the players not his own coaches yeah. good can't wait to see them <laughs> i know become a dumpster fire i know <laughs> yeah uh i can't find it oh you just sent it to me Hold on. no yeah defensive line coach defensive line okay yeah. Um, I have the the upcoming calendar. You want to talk about that? Sure. The NFL deadlines. So with roster cuts, we're at 90 now, right? Yes. By next Tuesday, the 16th, we got to be down to 85 at 4 o'clock. So five, we got to cut five guys. Okay. That, which Last year we did that really quickly, like right after the first preseason game, I think. We were we were down to the eighty five really quickly, and then we got to be down to eighty by the twenty third, so a week later, and then um, 
we have to put okay uh clubs that have players in the um active or pup list or active and non-football injury list have to um either place the player on reserve pup list or so basically oh okay they either got to put them on the ir or the pup list so maybe by the 23rd we'll get some answers with ryan johnson and then uh august 30th is the big deadline to get it down the roster down to 53 august 30th yeah man that's right around the corner yeah that doesn't give that gives us 11 days before week one to have our team set all right mm-hmm. sounds good to me yeah so we start the season off playing at dallas sunday night oh hold on a second i have a slight correction so it looks like by august 31st any player oh, okay any player on IR, you can designate them for return later. Yeah, they they changed all the IR mm-hmm. rules and everything yeah. I, uh, because so of the viruses. And uh, I don't think we're ever going to go back. It's probably going to stay. Just like preseason. Now, yeah, it's all weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like all the uh, supplemental draft stuff and everything. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just guys pop in and out of IR now like it's nothing. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, so, so 32 days until kickoff. Our first game is against Dallas. It's going to be at Dallas. We're playing Sunday night at 8.20 p.m. in B.C. So week one, we get a Sunday night game. Week one, we get a Sunday night wow. game. Wow. Well, yep. that stinks. we got to get through all the crap I know. <laughs> no, those are fun, though. It's fun. But yeah. I do like... I like having the one o'clock, the one o'clock game games, week man. one. Yeah. I love the one o'clock games. And we've got one, two, three, four, five, six of those Dang. next year's. Yeah. Or this like year. You watch the game, you get through yeah. it, you got time for a nap, you got more football after you wake up. Yep. So we've got five primetime games, six one o'clock games, one, two, three, four, four o'clock games. And then the one nine thirty a.m. game in Ugh, Germany. I hate those. Yeah, that's gonna be a disaster. But hey, the Goodell expanding the league. Mm-hmm. We got two two European games now. Trying to sell that merchandise over I'm in try Europe. Try it. Try it. Expansion, man. That's what it's all about. If you ain't growing, you're dying. <laughs> Is that what they say in the business world? Oh my goodness. So, this Saturday, preseason game, we're going to get to see a lot of our backups. It's going to be pretty much all of our backups. We're not going to see hardly any starters. Definitely not going to see Tom Brady. Uh, Miami's probably going to do the same. We're not going to see Hall or Tua or any of those guys. Waddle. Uh, so, yeah, but it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. First real football of the season. It's hard to believe it's here already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, and we have a lot of guys who we're not familiar with that we're going to get to mm-hmm. see a little bit of what they can do. Yeah. So Logan Hall, you know, our young our draft picks, and then we got some guys mm. who are new. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll probably Keanu see Logan Neal, Hall quite a bit. Ryan, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, apparently, uh, 
Tryon is going to be our starting right or outside linebacker. That makes me a little sad. Well, Cam Gill's right behind him, so we'll see. Yeah, it does. You know, no more JPP. I'll still wear his jersey. Yeah. Good guy. He hasn't been picked up anywhere. Neither is Sue. Very strange. Mm-hmm. That might be the end of their careers. Could be. I don't see how Sue, people aren't picking him up. I know. Guy's never missed a game due to injury. He's... <laughs> And had a great, a good season last season. I know. I mean, he was our best player against the Rams on defense. It's just in that in that uh, playoff game. It's just so weird. This is weird how things work out. But anyhow, it is what it is. Bucks are steamrolling ahead. We are going to take this division for sure. Uh, chances are pretty good. We're going to, you know, be fighting for the uh, Super Bowl. Again this year, real good chances at that. So we'll see. You know, we'll see how this team pans out in the first few weeks. There's going to be some rough spots. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be rough, especially with the offensive line uh, getting some of our new wide receivers into this system. Uh, you know, getting our new defensive guys on that line up to speed. Uh, we're going to have some rough spots, but uh, you know, we'll be we'll be cruising by mid-season you know and that's that's where we really need to start looking at us as that's where that's where our our mid-season team is going to be our team for the year yeah. and that what Tom Brady says like real football starts after and, Thanksgiving yes yeah so we got some time guys yeah I'm excited about it man all right that's gonna wrap it up for us you got anything else I do not all right till next time go Bucks.